0: Hey, everybody, this is Anthony. Welcome to Anime Bros. Uh, here's your host. Uh, again, I'm Anthony, and this is...
1: What's up, y'all? This is Davion. Welcome back.
0: Welcome back, everybody. So today we've been deliberating. We've been having some great conversations about a number of different topics, but I think something that's been kind of sticking in a thorn in our side, I think, from a, a long time ago. Uh, and Davion, your wife was so gracious to remind us about this topic.
1: She was. You know, it was funny because I was asking her what are some things that we could talk about? And uh, she was like, "Is Piccolo black?" <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of out of nowhere, and I was like, "That's that's the next thing we got to talk about." So that is it. That is that's the question. Is that's the question? Is, is is Piccolo black? I have an answer, but what what would you say?
0: You know, thinking about if Piccolo's black, you know, so I mean, Dragon Ball Z was the first anime that I watched. Late night, you know, yes. watching and trying to catch it on Tsunami, that was epic, and I and I'm so grateful that it, that that station existed, Cartoon Network. So Piccolo was always my favorite character, and I, I never understood why. I never was like, I couldn't get it. I just felt some affinity, some kinship with Piccolo. Yeah, and you go through, you watch him raise Goku's son, and they go to Namek, and then Nameks are being just whooped, and they had no chance. And I just always thought he was black like I just 100% <laughs> thought he was black because like, if you think about it there's not a, much, a bunch of black characters and anybody with different color skin in that anime is probably right. blue or green or something like you got mm-hmm. all these different colors but it's very rare to see an actual black person depicted so I'm like yes next, the, my eyes were looking for it and I was like let me just I'll go with this one green is close enough
1: so mm-hmm. <laughs> to me he's black right right uh, what do you think he had he had to be black in my eyes. <laughs> he had to. Yeah. He had to. You know, it was it was funny uh, that she said that he raised Goku's son, right? And for the <laughs> for the most part, Goku was non custodial. No, <laughs> in a certain regard, right? Like he was always out out and about, or he was dead, and
0: he was literally ghosting his son. He was literally ghosting <laughs> his, his <old> son.
1: <laughs> and there there aren't very many other. Cultures, and I'll just say that, or rather, literal in, deadbeat.
0: Well, well, that's it.
1: yes, literal <laughs> deadbeat one. But like in the United States, right? We'll, we'll focus this in the United States.
0: Yeah,
1: Goku's kind of a deadbeat father, in in many regards. I mean, he's not there for Goten at all. For, the, <laughs> and and so you have um, you have someone who's a surrogate father, right? And growing up in your neighborhood. And I know that I've also seen this where so many Black men have kind of stepped in as surrogate fathers at times for for Black boys in their neighborhood, or they look after a a, a group of young men that aren't necessarily theirs when they themselves don't have any children. And so for me, yes, with uh, pickle being Namekian and, and and being an alien and we can jump into that and kind of what that means but just that aspect of him being gohan's father in many regards and kind of stepping in and feeling in that role is um is just one piece of evidence that that kind of led me to believe that
0: that's so that's so interesting when you say that that's a good point and uh, that's something that i didn't think about uh only because when i think it specifically of like father, I always think I mean there I I can if I look back, there's been a lot of like father figures that popped up. And I th- honestly think more mother figures than father figures that have mm-hmm. kind of done things in my life. But I think from the idea just thinking of Piccolo as an embodiment of fatherhood in some form, mm-hmm. I definitely see the qualities that he represents that I value for my own father and being raised and having a father in a household with your mother and stuff like that. I feel like yeah, maybe that's part of the connection is like Piccolo as I'm a young child, I'm watching Piccolo raise a son. Mm-hmm. So in some way he is kind of our surrogate father too. Like mm-hmm. he's raising us. Like we're, right. we're Gohan in this situation. You exactly. know, we're not, so we're, we're being, he is a father to us. And like for a black kid, your father's black. So <laughs> I mean, so if Piccolo's our father, as we're experiencing this, he's mm-hmm. black. Cause that's what it means to be a dad is you're also black. You're a black yeah. dad. So yeah. yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I try I, I tend to not go on on very many rants, but this is probably one of the times that I feel compelled to, right? And, and I think that we're looking we're looking at Dragon Ball Z and we're looking at this character under the um, under the guise or living within the United States, and I think that it's important to acknowledge that, right? Acknowledging the fact that the um, the Dragon Ball Z creator is is indeed Japanese is looking at and creating this anime. Within that lens, but introducing the anime to an American audience is, by de facto, going to it's gonna it's going to, the anime is going to be subject to us inter- interpreting the anime through our particular lens, right? And so the the regardless of what the creator intended does not matter in in this particular circumstance. And so before folks go off kind of on a rant or maybe an outrage that, no, Piccolo is is not black, he is green or whatever you wanna say, that doesn't matter, I'm sorry. We are American, I am a black man living in the United States and I'm watching this anime through my particular lens. And therefore this anime, as much as it belongs to you and as much as it belongs to the creator of the series belongs to me. And, and I say that because living and growing up in the united states it is impossible and anthony you can also comment on this it is impossible to run away from and and hide from the skin color that you have Mm -hmm. and so living and growing up in the united states i'm constantly reminded that i am a black boy a black person a black man and given that there are so few one father figures in the Black community. And there's a lot of reasons behind that, given that there are very few Black men depicted in a positive light within the media, especially when we were growing up and when this anime was on, right? And kind of the contrast to that was, you know, uh, television series like like Cops, right? Or just, again, the trope of non-custodial Black fathers, right, within the media, having a character like Piccolo, who is very obviously different than all of the other characters in the series who are pale skinned, right? There's Mr. Popo, which is problematic in a very different way, right? But, <laughs> right? but you have this really dope character and you who the, is- His
0: voice too, his, the voice actor was able to channel something different. Like it was, he's digging from something different.
1: Right, he was digging from something different. So not having very many figures to look up to and and very many figures to look at in the media as a black boy watching television and watching these shows, we are creating our own superheroes. We're creating figures in our image that we see that we want to look up to, that we want to embody, we want to be like. And similar to you, you, as you kind of talked about, I wanted Piccolo to be my uncle, right? I, again, I had my dad, my dad's awesome, but I did want him to teach me how to fight, teach me all those life lessons that Gohan got to have, right? And I think that yeah. for me, it was natural that he was black because he was so different. He had a different vibe, he had a different energy. He walked with a different swagger than Tien and Yamcha and Krillin. I'm gonna look up to them? No, I'm gonna look up to Piccolo, yeah, piccolo. <laughs> right? And so, that's, and so in a certain regard, he definitely embodied Blackness, right? For, for that series, or for, rather for me, and I think for many um, Black folks watching the show because of how he carried himself and how he conducted himself and how different he was from the other characters in the series and how powerful he was and continues to be as we go on from Dragon Ball to dra- Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super and beyond now. It's such a a pivotal character. And so it's important for him to be black for all of the other black boys and girls that watch this show.
0: Yes. No, I I totally 100% uh, back you. Everything you said, and and the importance and everything you said just highlights the importance of having kind of a role model like Piccolo existing because because of all mm-hmm. that stuff we we, sure. we hungered for for support and sure. having some others having somebody like Piccolo who's got your back and who would protect you and teach you in that way and, and there's just a couple of things that they want to comment on with thinking about Piccolo's clothing where this is another way that kind of identifies him. In, in a way where we think about his Namekian skin is green, but like he, he's wearing this kind of vaguely religious garb. You know, he's got a mm-hmm. turban on, he's got like this this cloak with a cape, you know, he's he's represented, I mean, the cape is heroic, but then he's right. also just that, that outfit, it kind of gives you the sense that he's kind of reached some level of, spiritual attainment like he's mm-hmm. he's like a his wisdom he symbolizes wisdom in the show mm-hmm. and i think that's another thing that kind of associates him with fatherhood and then the ways that we understood the epitome epitome of masculinity and like guidance was right. you have to be a wise person to be a father you know you to right. have wisdom so i definitely always respected that aspect of him but something else i want to say is that so we're coming in i don't think i i've actually never watched dragon ball like the original mm-hmm. but i do have some context of understanding piccolo was evil when he first started and he, he correct was, and then he used to actually um so this is kind of a transformation for him like if you've been mm-hmm. somebody who's been watching since Dragon Ball so yeah. I'd be curious to even like as we've said Piccolo is black so to go back and look at his history and then still can as a villain does mm-hmm. he still kind of resonate as a black person and is that something challenging to have to accept that there's like a darker side to it too. So I for a project though I'm gonna I want to go back in. Is Piccolo black in Dragon Ball? Um,
1: I, I so I've seen Dragon Ball, okay. and I would definitely say yes to that. And Piccolo. So if you go back to Dragon Ball, Piccolo, yes, was it was an evil character um, bent on taking over the Earth, I believe. And he he fights Goku. But he was defeated by Goku and then I believe was, was reincarnated as this kind of new character, new being on the road of redemption. So kind of like he was busted for, for doing something bad, incarcerated, and now he's kind of walking this path of redemption, which is not too dissimilar from, from many Black men in the United States, right? They they When they're younger, they do something that's, that's kind of fucked up to do something that's bad um, or maybe not bad. i um, just kind of depending on the time and place if we know that marijuana is legal. Now, whatever is um, bad or good, something
0: bad, <laughs> is, something bad happens to the person.
1: Something bad happens to the person. And I mean, from there, he, and then kind of enters dragon ball Z and, you know, we kind of know most of the story from there. He, he fuses again with Kame and, and takes over to become more powerful to help win the fight against the, the saiyans and then by extension frieza um as those two sagas kind of run into each other
0: yeah then he fuses with nail on planet namic too which was yes. interesting to me so he has three people inside of him but he for a period of time i think he might have been like stronger than goku just for like a brief brief period until mm-hmm. but it didn't last long not at all <laughs> but, no no you know I'm actually curious i want to see this is just random but i, I want to see like Piccolo catch up and like super like it's still going. I want to it see is. him give him something like the Namekian equipment equivalent to Ultra Instinct or something where he can like because he's a god. Like one third of him is actual a god. god. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to give him some. You're talking about gods now. The gods of destruction. You talk about god. This is, mm-hmm. he's put him on god tier, please. Show some respect. Right. You know, that's that's right. what I want to right. see.
1: You know it's it, it's interesting. So there's a new Dragon Ball Super movie coming out pretty soon. Um, I think it's called Dragon Ball Superhero or something, and it's supposed to feature Gohan and and Piccolo. So they're on the cover art and things like that. So maybe we'll get a little bit of Piccolo ascending to a bit of a higher level. You know, maybe not as on par with Super Saiyan God, but something close. I'm I'm kind of hoping for that because I know that Gohan is going to get something too, and it's only fitting that the person that helps him get there yeah. is his dad exactly his actual <laughs> not, not his not his father his dad his dad not his, his biological father no the, the man
0: who raised him yes, yeah it, i mean you, we you got to i mean piccolo's such a cool character he needs to be in this like he didn't even fight in that last tournament in super he was like mm-hmm. too weak to even protect yeah Earth. i think
1: i think he did a little bit he did a little bit uh,
0: okay he might do a little bit but not enough for me to remember and then exactly Gohan, and that's even leads to the topic of Gohan. I mean, I know it's about Piccolo's Black. Look, he's Black. Like, yeah, there's no question at this point, at least from our our standpoint. Um, but, like, just side note, Gohan, though. He's been, like, what does that make of, like, Gohan's, like, um, I guess his weaknesses as a fighter? Like, why isn't mm-hmm. he living up to his potential? Well, he's, at one point, he was the strongest person Ever like he was stronger mm-hmm. to cell, he was the only person who could be so. Mm-hmm. And then thinking about it from the context of Piccolo raising him and him low key being responsible at this point, yeah, like well, why is his son not being as dope as he could be?
1: Yeah, like, is, I, have a, I have a couple theories about Gohan. One, one that the um the creator said this in a recent interview, so today, just for context, everyone is May 31st. So I read this article probably, probably yesterday, but the, the creator of the anime series did, did say, in the manga did say that Gohan is the strongest fighter in the series.
0: You know, I saw that and, him, I saw and that, and,
1: and that he is the, he is the fighter with the, with the most potential. Okay. But I'll, I'll say this, this is my theory about, about Gohan. And where, in my opinion, the, our, our world is, is headed. I think that, And I also believe that is good for our humanity. So I think that there is an argument that can be also made that parallel or maybe different than Piccolo, Saiyans are Black,
0: right? I mean, I'm with you. There's a lot of imagery imagery there. I'm with
1: you. There's a lot of imagery there. And so we'll skip back to that piece, right? But it really kind of has to do with the Saiyans and Frieza- and you know, them being called monkeys, right? Like yeah. very racial, yeah. racialized very term. Obvious racist. <laughs>
0: right, is just... very,
1: very obvious. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I think that so much of Gohan's strength and so much of what he brings to being a fighter is this fusion of his human side and his sand side. So being kind of biracial. In, in a certain regard and right. also kind of embracing an entirely different culture that is piccolo right yeah. and so it is the the fusion of these three different parts of himself that makes him one of the most one of the the strongest fighters in the series because he is putting it in our kind of human terms he's culturally competent. He is, you know, the the son of the of these two um, people coming from, from different cultures, different races, right? And so he's this melting pot of all of these great things, right? And that can be extended to the United States. And one of the things that makes the U.S. a really dope country, right, is, that, is the fact that it is a melting pot, right? And so I think that Gohan kind of embodies some of that. And when he puts his mind to it, right? And that's always the thing with Gohan. It's, you know, if he really tries, he'll be the strongest, the strongest fighter, the strongest character in the series. But, and they do allude to, or he did say, he does say at some point in time that he wants to embrace his human side a bit more. And so you see him becoming a father and being a really good father and and husband, unlike his, his biological father to um, Videl and to Pan, right? So he's, I think, I think Gohan is kind of going back and forth on, you know, do I realize this kind of, Fight like fighting potential, or do I, as you know, I think about again, I have a really great dad, but as I think about breaking stereotypes within the black community, right? To what extent do I really embrace fatherhood? Like, how do I embrace fatherhood? How do I embrace being a really great husband to my wife? Kind of in the same way that perhaps Gohan is kind of thinking about, you know, do I be this like you know, super dope fighter. Do I be this really dope husband and dad? How do I achieve both at the same time? So maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that going on.
0: Yeah. I will say that I think any father, any great father will be happy to say that their son aspires to be better than them. You know, I think that's the whole point. So, you know, uh, there's always room for improvement for every generation. And I, I get you on that. And I think that, um, with Gohan reconciling all these different sources, it made me uh, these places that he's learned from and not just following the same way of just being the strongest fighter and ever. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I mean, genetically he's, he has incentive for that, you know, with the Zenkai boost, like is he's incentivized mm-hmm. to be stronger. <laughs> so mm-hmm. He can't escape that. But I like the idea where he, um, where he's spent time to develop other areas. So it might take him longer to develop because he's, he's also like studying and learning. Like he's, mm-hmm. so that's like, he's learning, patience from piccolo so it's not about being strong as fast as you can he learned patience he also learned from like elder kai And he got the z sword mm-hmm. and all this stuff so he's always seeking not just strength but he's he's on his own like side quest seeking knowledge and like this right. different type of understanding so yeah like when he literally puts his mind to it like when he combines his intellect with his same mm-hmm. strength like he he's i mean he's got everything
1: right he's he's achieving a different he's achieving enlightenment yeah, right, where he's achieving wisdom, yeah, and strength, and body, mind, and and spirit,
0: right? So yeah, so at the end of the day, he's the most complete fighter. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes a, his maximum is is uh, is like sky's the limit, mm. I, man. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing how he manifests as like a fully realized person and not just like in his shadow of his dad and like
1: mm-hmm. weaker
0: than his dad. Like I don't want to see him get ultra instinct. Like he's already he already basically renounced. Super Saiyan, like he already's right. on a different track. Like he's right. not trying to, like his base form at some point was like stronger than like a Super Saiyan three or something like that. So I was like,
1: <laughs> right, like, it
0: was. So I'm like, he's on some different stuff. So right, right, right. Let's See, let's see what Gohan become. So then it's not a bad thing. Piccolo's influence was just, it's just a longer path, you know.
1: Right. It's, yeah, just, it's a very different path. And Chi Chi's
0: influence too, because she wanted him. She she didn't want him risking his life to like fight some alien <laughs> her son they go fight an alien right, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. right. like
1: you have to think about it. she's human she's, she's not, right she's she very human. normal
0: human like.
1: and and i think to that point for gohan as opposed to to goku which is also very different from piccolo kind of bringing it back to him right his his reason for fighting, I I think, I believe, just kind of looking at some of the kind of clues that they leave in the in the upcoming movie. His his reason for family is his family. It's is really to protect, right? Whereas for Goku and Vegeta, it's like, I gotta get stronger. I just like to fight. Like they're just kind of. You know, muscle headed Vegeta
0: is even more specific. I have to surpass Kakarot,
1: right? (laughs) Yes, this is even more specific. I have to train. Like I'm just going to do that, right? And (laughs) I think I think that contrasting Piccolo, Gohan, um, Piccolo is very. You know, maybe cerebral, right? Like he like yes, he wants to get stronger, but he did but a lot of his training has to do with meditation, right? And we see him meditating a, a ton. Look,
0: when Boo when Boo absorbed Piccolo, he learned how to speak English.
1: Right. He <laughs> <laughs> he 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 drank from the tree of knowledge.
0: <laughs> so you know what you know what he was adding to that equation.
1: Right, right, right. And um and, and I think that with Gohan, like, so much of it is about heart, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it is it is literally to protect humanity is the reason why he fights,
0: yeah.
1: right? It's not like, oh, I, I want to prove that I'm stronger than him. It's not that. It's fun. It's, like, it is my duty to protect life. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, very different. That was that was funny. That said that. <laughs> I just, I think about that. At
0: one boy just instantly <laughs> <he> just <laughs> learned English? <laughs> Ooh, a chocolate from. Oh, I would like a piece of chocolate, please. Right, Dark chocolate right. from the Darkness. furthest regions right. of Indonesia. <laughs> like, like, dude, this man? He just completely <laughs> changed. Super move. Nah, oh man, <laughs>
1: that was yeah, that was funny. That was really funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, well, uh, yeah, no. Nah, I get you. And then all these ideas about, so what about it? So are Saiyans black, you know, we still talk about blackness in Dragon Ball Z Mm. Saiyans. What do you think?
1: Yes. And yes. And no, like, yes. You know, I I kind of go back and forth. You know, I was going through all the different characters in the series and saying, well, if this group is black, what is this other group? And I kind of, at the end of the day, I started to go away from that. And really, right, like there is kind of, I think I fell into who is the oppressor, right? And who is being oppressed at the end of the day, right? And so one of the most famous, one of the most famous sagas in in anime is the Frieza saga, just in anime in particular. And of course, within... Dragon Ball Z,
0: you get the first Super Saiyan ever. That's epic.
1: It's epic. <laughs> yes. It is epic. It was truly right. epic. Um and it was the first time that when somebody powered up, the world ended.
0: Uh <laughs> and it was earned too. It, it was, was earned. earned. We waited so many episodes just
1: listening to him scream. We were like, it finally, was, <laughs> it, was, it was like 10 episodes of scream. Goku were Right man. there
0: with him sweat, like, bro, this is tough. This is a tough right. watch. I'm right, trying to right. get yeah.
1: Right, and so uh, and so, I our saying is black. I say yes, insofar so far as they ex experience many of the their their, their entire planet was decimated, right? Yeah. Like their entire planet, ex- or their species experienced genocide, right? And yeah. so, like you can then start to say, you know, the. Like yes, the saints turn into monkeys. They have tails, and so they embody that aspect of blackness. But then they also experience genocide, and we know that black folks experience that. We also know that indigenous folks in the United States experience that, and in different countries around the world, we yeah. also know that that Jews experience that sort of genocide, right, yeah. in, in Europe, right. And so I I think they do embody many aspects of. Uh, of Blackness in, in that regard, and so the, and so did the Namikians, right? So you have yeah. these people who are mm-hmm. so connected to the earth, so connected to the planet and live at, 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 you know, at peace and with a planet, right? And you see that from many indigenous peoples today still, um, and also in antiquity. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they come and then they have their resources and the Dragon Ball stripped away from them, just as in the United States, that, that happened to the addition of folks that were here. Right. They were kind of, you know, raped and pillaged. And that happened to the Namikians by Frieza, yes, who is, is oppression. <laughs>
0: yeah. Frieza represents oppression for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's factual. Yeah. I think from that standpoint, yes, yeah, record like uh, bonding over that, that the kind of cultural tragedy having that as part of your history near hit recent history uh i think it's it's definitely what identifies him with i guess the sayings with blackness so i got two things i want to say one thing i want to table this question is what is the sy- symbolism of in order to like gain this next level of strength you have to lose your tail and then you have to your hair has to become blonde and then that's, that's, thought, that's that? That, can, represents, that? that represents strength in, in another way but something else i wanted to say about um just think, where my thoughts. I had another thought, but I, I forgot it. But I, I, I it'll, it'll come back to me. You said something that was so interesting. Oh, actually, yeah, I remember the thought now. So this is what I want to remember now, because this this comes about with a lot of different uh, anime, and then and just in thinking about the idea of like just tragedy across entire groups of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think kind of the connection between. Like even blackness, and then even like Japanness. As far as I understand mm. it, based on the art that they're creating that I've received through anime, is it's always this idea. Like even if you look at something like Code yes you have the Elevens who are being oppressed. Yes, and you have all these different things, so that even Japanese people understand like the national destruction of their culture and pe- way of life. Not just once, but you think about you have to. Um, I mean, most most part, it is it is the invasion. It's different ways you get, you get invaded by a different country during wars and then it starts to change your culture in a way. Mm -hmm. But then also when they leave, you get an, you get an atomic bomb dropped to you in a different way and just obliterates entire cities, two cities erased Mm -hmm. off the map. And then you have to rebuild from there. And then, and also the people who are helping you rebuild it are people who drop the bomb on you so that you have no choice, but to kind of sort of adopt the way of this new, Master in a way, but then still try to hold on to your old identity. So I feel like that's, you know, it's like the question of like, are sayings black? is like no, they're Japanese. But mm-hmm. what is the similarity between being black and Japanese
1: mm-hmm.
0: that makes us all human in the same way? And I think that's the kind of connecting thing.
1: Right, right, right. I think, in my opinion, and tell me to you know to the extent to which you agree with us. Yeah. I think that what is being spoken to in many of these animes, right, is this aspect of otherness, and I think, and and being outcast and feeling and feeling othered, right. And so, when I think about why on earth does this genre of entertainment draw in so many people, is because so many folks, regardless of of the color of your skin regardless of where you're coming from has experienced this aspect of otherness right and so you go across all of the just about almost any anime actually there is the characters that we love the most the characters that that connect with us the most have experienced aspects of otherness right you think about naruto who was treated like the only black person in the village for the for like (laughs) for the for like Almost all of the Naruto before we get into Shippuden, right? And, and then his best friend was another dope.
0: black, yeah, yeah, almost all of it. And then his best right. friend was another black dude from a different black neighborhood,
1: right? From a different <laughs> black neighborhood, or you know, was you know, was the Jew, right? Or was like you, you, we can ascribe something to the Ichiha clan right, right, that, that experienced right. genocide.
0: Others, yes, right.
1: It, it's that aspect of otherness that. Anime is connecting folks to right. You talked about the Elevens, in um and Code Geass, it, it kind of experiencing that as well. And why, even though many of the things that Lelouch does in that in that particular series are is messed up, we still root for him because yeah. he is fighting for the freedom of an oppressed people. Right. Yeah. And so I think that when, you know, when we at, when we ascribe many of the, or we ascribe kind of race, or we ascribe some sort of um, identity group that. Lives that is rooted in reality, right? Is because we see the connections that they make to the things that, that we see and experience every day. And why anime, despite the fact that there aren't that many black characters in anime, why so many black people love the genre is because they're able to connect with so many different characters, despite what their skin color is. It can be, it can be blue, it can be green, it can be red, it doesn't matter the what they're experiencing, what they represent is so true to us in our experiences and that's the thing that matters at the end of the day.
0: Exactly. I think if you ask anybody who loves anime, what they, I think beyond the images and all the cool stuff, you find that it resonates with emotional truth Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And I think that's always, once that comes through, once you get an anime that hits you like that and you're like, okay, this is true in my heart, then it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it. And that's, I think anime does an excellent job of conveying that sort of emotion and that's, that's what drives all of these characters, these strong bonds, these strong desires that we can relate to. So, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, like, yeah, all these characters—they could be black. They can be—they're they, you. They're mirrors, you know. Right. So, whoever's watching these characters, you find somebody you relate. That's you. You that's see you. yourself. <laughs> You're in there.
1: That is you. So, that is you.
0: and whatever you are, yes, they are too. And yes. I think that's the—that's the great part about about this kind of stuff.
1: So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. You wanted to, or you tabled the question at the at the time about what does it mean for Goku and Vegeta and and the Saiyans attending or kind of obtaining blondness and what does that mean? Yeah, in, in the in the series, I, you know, I, um, I, you know, at the time I thought it was super dope when Goku turned Super Saiyan for the first time, and then I was really excited when Vegeta did it. And when and Gohan did it and he became Super Saiyan too, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I kind of took a step back from it and I felt some type of way about it as I was trying to, in my house, uh, going through Chunibio. Complex, uh, and I still have that. I'm 31, but still imagining what it would look like for a black person like me to turn Super Saiyan. Like, does my hair turn into cornrows? Like, I envisioned that <laughs> yeah. for myself, right? But I, I felt I did feel some type of way about that. Seeing, you know, this this again in my eyes, this Japanese character turn into this kind of white dude with green eyes, and yeah, I mean, hair. but he
0: still the character model still looks so cool. That's the thing. It's like that that light, that color was like energy though. It was like his hair was like inflamed with power but it's blonde. Like and the thing is, um, no, I used to, I don't know if you did this, but when I was younger, I used to like um you can go on a the website. There's like a website called theblackgoku.com. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could just like find pictures on the internet of like all these different like r- variations of what Goku could look like. And they have black mm-hmm. ones. They had hypothetical Super Saiyan 1 billions and what that could look like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's like all these different things. And it, I felt like that was fun, but like they had a version of Goku. I remember seeing a black Goku and I feel like I still saw the blonde hair, but it's still, I think that kind of reconciled it to me too, because it's not like you just everybody's gonna look cool with spiky blonde hair pretty much mm-hmm. like if you charged up super saiyan you, you can still be black and look so i was right. like okay it's cool it's, the hair doesn't really mean anything in that way at least from what i thought but we can break it down and think about the the politics even as i had mentioned just the japanese kind of at some point, dependence on America after being, mm-hmm. you know, dependent, broken down by atom bombs and lost that war. So, in some way, that image of being American, which at that time represents whiteness
1: mm-hmm. and power,
0: I can see the idea of like that transcendence and that transformation to a next stage of power looking like becoming mm-hmm. American. And then this is also. Right at the time where dragon ball z was one of the first cartoons that actually is one of the first is the first anime i saw so i'm saying at that time Mm -hmm. it was being designed i don't think accidentally to appear to appeal to american audiences yeah i felt like maybe not dragon ball but z definitely had like a global appeal clearly i mean Mm -hmm. i looked it up they made about 27 billion dollars from this franchise so far so that's a lot of money that's tight yeah, they rich and they did it. They knew what they were doing because there's, there's always the business side of things and so thinking about your audience and thinking about how it's going to scale in that way and doing something different for the nineties and understanding mm-hmm. that, you know, they, they really, um, I don't think it was accidental, you know, Yeah. because yeah, I don't think it was.
1: No, I, thanks for bringing that up because I didn't, I didn't necessarily like look at it through that lens. And so hearing that from you gives me a lot of clarity and it's like, oh yeah, of course, like this was made in the you know, 80s, 90s. They probably knew it was about to drop in the US. And so it's like, you know, how, do we, how do we appeal to this audience, right? Yeah. And so having characters, again, represent a people that they are trying to appeal to it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, look, they have blue
1: hair now. You
0: right know, and, are, like this right. is for this generation they need blue hair now
1: i actually want to talk about that actually yeah. and so as we so when did um when did dragon ball super drop 2016
0: uh, the you talking about like that first movie they did yeah
1: that first movie i
0: when, think that was the first time it officially was dragon ball super and then they came out with the series that was uh did we go together to see that it is it's possible I'm trying to remember where, but I know
1: uh, we we saw a resurrection resurrection of, of F together.
0: Oh yeah, that was a resurrection of F. Okay, that was that yes, one. Yes, yeah, we
1: definitely yeah. saw that together. Yeah, we yes. saw that together
0: for sure. Yeah, I remember now.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, uh, me, uh, me, you, and uh, and spaceman Dave Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta get Dave Vaughn on here.
0: We gotta get him on here for sure. We'll he talk. We'll, for, we'll
1: talk for metal or something.
0: Yeah, no, he would love to. We'll we'll get him on. Yeah. Uh, so July fifteenth to March two thousand eighteen was uh yeah so it was, you said 2016 so you're in a ballpark you said this one super aired in japan yeah, yeah. so it might have been okay. even later it might have been 2016 but either way you were yeah. saying
1: yeah i wanted to talk about hair. because around that time i think that there started to be a kind of resurgence of reclaiming of of one's identity and culture. And so it's really interesting that, especially for for Goku and for Vegeta, and I think later on, Gohan said similarly, I want to embrace my human side more. To me, that was a signal of as Saiyans, we are going to embrace our, our you know, a, a different trajectory of our Saiyanness, right? And so instead of the ultimate form is no longer going down the pathway of, of being blonde, right? For those for those three characters in particular, so Gohan, Vegeta, and, and Goku. Instead, Super Saiyan God is is them being Japanese, yeah. right? Like it, it's them looking normal, right? They yeah. have they have a red aura, right? But it's it's no longer the, the the blonde hair and green eyes and they go, you know, Super Saiyan God, right? And, they, and their hair turns blue. But to me, becoming Super Saiyan God was signaling, embracing Japanese-ness or, or embracing that aspect of themselves. Just as Gohan is embracing his human side and going and straying away from, you know, being blonde, he's yeah. saying like, no, my black hair, My my eyes, who I am, is good enough to to represent the earth, to protect and to guard the earth. And being being super saiyan, God is like me, how I look right now, how I am already is more than good enough to transcend to 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 God level.
0: Right. Yeah, base form. That's got they always say they say base form. That's what happened when yeah, Super Saiyan God base form is stronger than Super Saiyan, like super super saiyan two. So that's the training with the Super Saiyan is to ultimately like get to like Ultra Instinct to a point where your base form is the strongest form. You mm-hmm. never need to transform. Like you're always at peak at mm-hmm. your base form. And that's right. that's the training. Um, yeah, so I, I'm with that, I think. And if that is, like, if we tie it into like the message, like the, the symbolism of the hair and the transformation, like, I mean, that's great that that's the message that's being conveyed by Super at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Gohan is coming back to represent that and, and to right. lead the charge and that, return to form, you know, mm-hmm. that, that would be, that would be awesome to see. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that.
1: But, you know, it, and I just thought of this right now, it's interesting as we think about not critical race theory, but um, as we look at kind of race identity and as one comes to understand themselves as being racialized beings, again, in the United States, there is a part of your, racial identity development as a person of color that in some ways resents being a person of color and you want to be white.
0: Right? You, you uh, Yeah, and I think it's interesting as we bring this up. And I think a lot, it, it, it's, a, it's an identity crisis that happens because
1: mm-hmm.
0: you, as a, as a kid, at least for me, I, I remember a specific moment where because of the way I, I enunciated my words and in, in, in the way the books I read and stuff like that. So I remember being called white boy when I was young
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: by one of my black classmates. And then just that kind of idea starts to, you get confused in the kind of moment where you're like, is whiteness good or bad? Is blackness good or bad? You know, you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out, like somebody's calling it is this, should I? And then you start to have this choice, like, do I, have to, do, do I have to choose between either being Black or being smart? And then you have mm-hmm. to start to unravel, You have to then you start to have to unravel all the negative aspects of being Black and then try to figure out how can I still be Black, which is pretty much inescapable, but still mm-hmm. be able to represent that in a positive way. So you have to like wade through all that kind of stuff. And then a lot, and I think you're right that the, as you're reconciling that, there's a stage that rejects the Blackness because you're rejecting the stereotype
1: mm-hmm. of what Blackness
0: was imposed upon you as you know correct so you're right yeah
1: yeah and you know you can you can tie that back to you know we talked about, we asked if Saiyans are black and them being monkeys right yeah. and so rejecting the stereotype that Saiyans need their tails right you're rejecting the stereotype that that Saiyans are monkeys it's like no i can actually become this this golden rod colored haired green figure and get ahead in life.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Get ahead, become more powerful. Right. I can, I can be smart. I can be um what you know, what's the what's the thing that you're so articulate, right? We can I can be articulate, yeah. I can be all of these yeah. things, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, by becoming Super Saiyan. But then, you know, you realize my base form is is good enough. Yeah. You know, the 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 person that I was. You know, before all of that, I'm being told that that my my heritage, my ethnicity, my culture wasn't good enough was more than good enough, and it's yeah. all that I ever needed
0: to begin with. You, just, you remember your dad? Your dad was Piccolo, and he didn't have blonde hair and he was, dope, <laughs> and he was very articulate. Yes, <laughs> so, one of the most articulate characters in the show. <laughs> he taught Boo English. <laughs> he had time that, to that was Boo funny. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think, yeah, like you're right, it it brings it full circle, and I think it's the journey that matters. And whatever journey every individual has to take from going from confused and whatever and misunderstood to like basically enlightenment Mm -hmm. and under self knowledge and understanding the true nature of reality, I mean, everybody has to take that journey. Um, Mm -hmm. but somehow Dragon Ball Z just it looked like such a black journey. (laughs) It
1: does. There's so much, so much of it is. And I think I would. So one of my homegirls, um, she, she's, she's black and, and at the beginning of her relationship with, with her now boyfriend, I think maybe they're engaged. I can't remember, but he's, he's also black. He's, you will like him a lot. We need to, we need to get him on the show. Um, he, he really loves anime. He really loves, know comic books and what's his name name? give him a shout out his name is caleb uh yeah yeah shout out caleb uh we need to get it we need to get you on the show man um but i remember as they were in the the genesis of the relationship she was like explain to me why black boys love anime because she knew that i love anime right and i was like because so many characters go through the same identity development and the same journey that that we all go through and I started to explain the story of Naruto to her Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. just kind of step by step you know and at the time I believe I believe the series was over but um, you know I was just telling her about how he was in this village and he had this power inside of him Mm -hmm. um, that nobody accepted and everyone cast him out for they treated him like an other for and he resented that for so long And he tried to fight, he tried to fight it. He tried to basically enslave his power, right? He tried to be like everyone else. And it wasn't until he made that, that, you know, that pact and became friends and became one with Karama that he became one of the strongest ninja to ever exist (laughs) in that entire universe, right? And so I was just explaining to her that it's very similar with, you know, with black boys and I'm sure with, you know, with, with black girls in in a different way or, just kids of color in general right it is that pathway of walking down and you're being told that you know you aren't good enough or the or the things that the power that you hold inside of you isn't accepted right and, and it isn't until you become one with that and you you know kind of unlock the you know the latches on on the cell and, and let your your tailed beast go that you're able to become this this ultimate ninja
0: yeah pretty much anyway yeah no that was that was fun but I, I think uh yeah man i think we we kind of answered the question and i think there's definitely more questions to be asked and definitely again just always you know it's, it's worth an investigation to try to at least find yourself in all of these anime and i think that's the that's always the best question like where am i mm-hmm. in this and then
1: this exactly. is great yeah yeah and, and a lot of times you you can find yourself in, in these anime right mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the special parts about it and and why I love it so much.
0: Definitely. So until next time, uh, you know, have a great, have a great, great time, and and thank you all for listening.
1: Thanks, Shaw. I'll see you next time.